Hello, everybody, and welcome for joining me here at the Refactory Podcast. I am Michelle, your host, and this is the Everything and Anything Podcast. And in today's episode, we will be discussing general surgery and the basics of setting up and the many possibilities of the reasoning behind an exploratory laparotomy and how to prepare for it. So I'm here to give you a little bit of insight for those that are having a hard time understanding uh, the reasoning behind an exploratory laparotomy. Now, as far as legalities work, um, a patient's consent form can read exploratory laparotomy because it covers a wide variety of things within the human body. Um, And it's mainly focusing in the abdominal cavity, which contains your small intestines, your large intestines, partial of your stomach, your pancreas, um, things of that nature. So um, this gives a surgeon more of the ability to kind of explore uh, what's really going on with the patient based on their signs and symptoms and based also on lab work and um, pe- um, different results that they get from different exams. Um, also, it can also be that uh, people have gone in for like a gamma study, which helps determine if your gallbladder is functioning correctly or if it's not. Um, sometimes uh, some of these readings don't read very accurately so when a surgeon opens a patient um, he can come to find that the gallbladder can either be really inflamed or contain gallstones that may possibly don't show up in studies such as a ct scan or or a ultrasound or things of that nature so it can be various numerous things so it just helps the surgeon get a little bit more coverage in the legality manner now with that being said i'm just going to cover a very few of the possibilities of things that could go wrong or you could be expecting um so one of them is the you know possibility of resecting bowel whether it's uh small intestines or large intestines Um, it can also be due to a bowel obstruction or a strangulated bowel um or the possibility of adhesions a patient can have adhesions and can be causing tremendous pain. Um, it can be a gallbladder. It can be um, your their appendix, you know, in, in the verge of rupturing or um, just looking very inflamed, doesn't look very good in color and texture. Um, it can also be a, um, a hernia. It can be either a ventral hernia or it can be an umbilical hernia. Sometimes some of them are not very noticeable until you actually go in and you, you can get a look at the abdominal wall. Okay, so with that being said, these are just some of the few possibilities of what an exploratory laparotomy could cover. Um, I've been in um, exploratory laparotomies where it's a it's a 10 minute case um and it, all it was is adhesions everything looked normal everything was was fine um and when i mean general surgeons go in and make sure everything is fine and that's exactly what they do they they get a peek at the gallbladder they touch it make sure everything's nice and soft um they check the appendix everything's fine they run bowel when i mean run bowel they literally take the person's insides 
small intestines large intestines and they run it to make sure that there is no kinks there is no strangulation or there is no kind of obstruction or possible tumor that they can probably fill um and and so they go through everything and um and then they find either nothing wrong or they find adhesions they release those adhesions and surgeries over and done with so here are some of the things that uh, you can um, have as far as opening a back table um, we'll just start off with the packs and so the packs that you um, should use for this case should be a major pack and the reason for that is because a major pack contains a lot of things that you will need for this procedure, such as multiple basins, um, medicine cups, graduates, um, needle mats, uh, two 10 blades and a 15 blade, um, 10 towels, blue towels, four gowns, cautery, suction, tubing, and a suction tip, which is the yank cover. And... Um, so this is kind of the, the basics of an exploratory laparotomy, but you'll need to open uh, additional items such as more blue towels, pot, uh, have white towels on standby in case we use them for packing. Um, you want to start off with that minimum of 15 to 20 laps and starting the case in the initial count. Um, you also need a what we call a fluid warmer. And this fluid warmer also contains a sterile drape that you would have to drape uh when setting up because it allows for the fluids to always remain nice and warm for the patient so whether it be saline or whether it be water you would have to label those uh, properly okay and um so as far as packs that should be covered um trays that we'll be covering also is um you'll need a major tray along with a book walter now there are two different table retractors that are used in surgery but for general and the most commonly retra a table retractor would be the book walter that tray can come either in two parts or in three parts so keep always keep an eye for that it'll either be labeled tray a or b or one and two and etc so for the major tray in some places um, they are a little or slightly different so you want to make sure that your major tray is always complete and have the items that you will be using. Okay. If your tray is labeled on the exterior and it has missing instruments, you want to make sure you pull those pill via pill pack to make sure that your tray is completed by the end. So your major tray should be composed uh, as far as the retractors. You should have up to three malleables. Um, sizes will vary you'll have one that it's a half inch to a, a one inch to an inch and a half um, and then you'll have all your Richardson's large medium and small um, followed by two Goulet's two army navies the army navies are also called the USA retractors um, and you should have two Devers and two sweetheart Harrington retractors Okay, these are the um, commonly used retractors that are used in a general exploratory laparotomy. Um, and so the book walter will, the way you would set it up or the parts that components that you should have would be a post, which we call a post, which hooks up to the table. 
A part that hooks up to the ter- table normally it be- will become not sterile. So you just want to keep an eye on that. Then um, it's composed of a bracket and some trays have three rings, an oval ring, a circular ring, and then large oval ring. And so the surgeons will pick out the sizes of uh, the ring that they would want, want to use for their surgeries. Um, along with what we call ratchets that connect to the oval ring and then connect to whichever blade the surgeon picks. And the book Walter holds several blades. They hold malleable blades in different sizes. They hold Richardson blades in various sizes, along with uh, Sweetheart Harrington blades in various sizes, okay? Normally, the book Walter can come anywhere from 32 to 36 pieces. So just make sure that when you count with your nurse, you count in the same manner. That way, everything is the same. Um... And as far as um, soft supplies, your soft supplies will be including surgeon's gloves, your gloves, um, skin stapler, if that's provided with the preference card or by surgeon's preference. You will need an extended bobby tip for this. You will need um, peanuts, kitteners. Sometimes you don't have to open them. You can actually keep them on standby. Um, You would also want to keep on standby some white towels in case you need them for packing. Um, pull the extra laparotomy sponges um, as the case progresses. Sometimes you will need much more laps than that. Um, you will also need an additional pull sucker. Um, some places do carry disposable pull suckers. Or in other facilities, they carry non-disposable. Okay. And you will also would um, be nice to run two suction tubings on the field. Um, you will also want a Lucan's trap set on standby um, in case they want to do cytology um, for any um, excess fluid that they feel needs to be sent to pathology. Um, other items at the tip of my head would also be making sure you pull additional gloves. So you would also try to pull two to three gloves, outer gloves, to have on your back table. Um, just in case um, if it does become a dirty case, a dirty to clean case, you would have backup gloves or in case a surgeon rips their gloves, which they're notoriously known for. You would also want to have a a telfa for specimen in case they do um, any kind of um, lymphatic tissue biopsies or, or any biopsies for that matter or depending on what they find. Um, uh, you would also want to have clip appliers on standby, whether they're disposable or non-disposable. And they do come in, 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 in those two different formats. Okay. Disposable versus non-disposable. And you want to make sure you pull the right clips for the correct clip appliers that you'll be using if they're non-disposable. And they do come in various sizes, small, medium, and large, um, and in some instances, some general surgeons will use hemoclips. Now, the hemoclips are slightly different. The tips are very different according if you um, compare them to the clip applier. And those also come in various sizes, small, medium, and large, and extra large. So you want to also keep those on standby. Um, so with that being said, um, 
those are the items you'll have you'll you'll need to have either open or or on standby in your room as far as sutures is concerned um and i'm just going to be giving you the most basic sutures and this sutures can vary um from doctor to doctor so a quick list of sutures that you'll you'll want to have or be um um, have a mental note about is either having a number one PDS or an OPDS on a CTX looped suture. Okay, PDS when converted to Covidian is known as a Maxon. Okay, and it's a gray color in, in suture packs. And they normally like to do two sutures, open two sutures, but just have them on standby. Now, the other sutures you would want to have, or should I say ties in this situation for an X lap laparotomy would be an O silk tie, a 2O silk tie, a 3O silk tie, and a 4O silk tie. The most commonly used ties is O silk tie, the 2O silk tie, and the 3O silk tie. Um, some also surgeons like to use a, um, a vicro tie, whether it's an O vicro tie, a 2O, and a 3O, and a 4O vicro tie. Okay, we also have in vicros, they also come in a reel. So you want to make sure that the surgeon likes to use a reel. Not all surgeons like them. Some, a lot of them like the suture already pre-cut. And they are different lengths. Um, I believe one length is an 18 inch and the other one is a 30 inch. Okay. So um, keep that in mind. Now for peritoneum closure, which is peritoneum facial closure. Um, that's normally what they will use is the peritoneum closure and the muscle closure they will use the number one or the opds now for the the deep fascia and the sub q they will use normally like a number one vicro or an o vicro on a ct1 needle um and for the subcutaneous they like sometimes to go with a 2 vicro on a sh needle or a ct2 needle Okay, the translation for that in in Covidian is the SH, SH needle normally translate into a V20. And uh, the CT2 needle is, I believe it's the same. Um, so, Vicro would be used for, the, for that, for those two tissues. And then with the skin, it all depends on the surgeon. If they like to suture the skin closed... They will normally go with the 4-0 Vicryl or a 4-0 Monocryl. The most commonly used suture that I've seen has been the 4-0 Monocryl. Okay, and for the skin, you always want to make sure that you use a cutter, a reversing cutter or a cutter needle, which translates to 4-0 Monocryl on a PS2 or a PS1. Normally, the PS2 is a smaller needle, so that's the one they like to use. Um... And they also use skin staples. If it's something that they like to do, they would do a skin stapler. Okay, a 35W or approximate 35. Those are the two staple guns that are out there that I have used personally. Um, so again, for skin closure, it will either be a 4.0 Vicro on a PS2 or a 4.0 Monocro on a PS2 or skin staplers now there are a variety of things that surgeons can do with with dressings on this type of um, skin closure is they would do either a mastisaw which is a yellowy um, 
solution and it's sticky or they can use a benzoin stick or tincture which is uh, iodine based now if the patient is allergic to iodine that's something you would want to avoid but if they do do so they can do the massasol or the iodine tincture at, along with half inch dairy strips or one inch dairy strips again all according to doctor's preference um, normally what they like to do with the half inch dairy strips is they like to be cut in half okay um, now if you're dressing if you're going to be applying dressings with stapler with uh, a surgeon that has um, stapled the skin um, you would want to put a non-adherent layer on the dressing so that the staples do not get caught on the 4x4 dressings now you can use a telfa which is a non-adherent layer that you can apply to this followed by 4x4s and an ABD okay when you're doing the um, the butterflies or the steri strips is the same concept a lot of them don't like to use the telfa um, so they'll go straight to the 4x4s and the ABD pads okay followed by tape or cloth tape followed by either an abdominal binder or no binder okay again all to surgeon's preference um, now the setup that you would or should have up on your mail stand for an exploratory laparotomy is the acronym that has helped me throughout my career of 15 years plus as a surgical technologist is known as a KPAC-B. Now the words or the letters for this is K as in kite, P as in Peter, A as in Adam, K as in kite, B as in boy. Okay. Now for those that are wondering, what is this acronym? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. So the K for kite will stand for Kelly, Kelly clamps, and you would put two of those. The P for Peter would be peons. Okay, those are, um, you would put two of those. The Alice clamps, which is the A, would you would be putting two of those. And the coker, the K for coker, would be um, four of those. Okay, sometimes, and, and the reason I say four is because... In most cases, surgeons like to put two coker clamps on each side of the incision to pull the muscle together, either to pull the muscle together to see how the closure is going to be, or they use it to retract. Okay. And last but not least is the B for boy, which is known as the Babcock. Okay. And those will also be two. Now, um, things that you will also need on your mail stand would be a number 10 blade loaded into the knife handle with a marking pin and a ruler, okay, lined up with two lap sponges, two laparotomy sponges, okay, and then um, your dissecting scissors, which are known as your medicine bomb scissors, you would also put up a curved mayo scissor, which is used for really fibrous, dense tissue and difficult to cut through. You would use those scissors. And last but not least, your straight mayo scissors, known as your suture scissors. So um, these are the little things that helped me get through my internship back in my internship days um, for this type of um, cases. Also, a big help too would also be adding a right angle clamp and two tonsil clamps okay the tonsil clamp one of them you will use them 
to um, make a tie and a passer. Now, a tie and a passer is a pre-cut suture strand of any kind, whether it's a Vicro, Silk, a PDS, what you name it. Um, you would clamp the end of the suture strand to the tip of the tonsil, and you can hand that off to the surgeon. What it does is it gives them the ability to extend or loop the suture around something that he may have clamped down um, when he's working in very deep places. Okay. Um, the other things you would like to also should have on the Mayo stand is two addons with teeth in the beginning and uh, a Debicki forcep followed by a rat tooth forcep. And as the case progresses and, then, and depending on how deep the patient may look to you, you would um, bring up the appropriate length of instruments. So example, if the patient it looks pretty deep and they're pretty big and their body mass is, is, is a lot, uh, then you would, um, after the abdominal cavity is open, you would then switch out your forceps and your instruments to longer instruments, okay? Also, I also wanted to include that in some major trays, they also have um, the retractor known as the Balfour retractor. And that comes with two different size bl side blades, what we call side retracting blades or side wire blades. Um, you would want to have those already preloaded to the size that you feel would be the correct size for that patient. So it's all patient dependent as well. If the patient isn't big, um, most likely the book Walter will not be required, but it's nice to have it open and counted for. Okay. Um, so hopefully this, so far this podcast um, has at least given you some kind of information that will help you uh, be able to understand um, the preparation for an exploratory laparotomy. Um, I also want to mention um, on some X-Labs um, preference cards, you will see that a left side or a right side will be placed on the preference card. And I just kind of want to slightly go over through this in case um, you were unaware of it. But if the patient, if the surgeon is wanting to do an exploratory laparotomy on the left side, more likely the patient will be put in a modified lithotomy, which is um, they will be either placed on candy cane stirrups or yellow or blue fins, depending on the patient's body weight, depending on how tall they are, how big they are. Uh, more likely than not, they're always placed in fins with their legs up. And if in, in case this does happen, the drapes that you would want to have for this case is the uh, legging drape with the under buttocks drape and um, an extra extra soft goods. And the reason with this is because more likely the patient is inclining that they will be resecting um, part of like the descending colon or the sigmoid colon or the rectum and, or that they want to go in and just do a, a quick look to see if the patient's bottom um, is okay. So with this, typically when this happens, um, there is a two, two setup, um, two setups that are required. So one being a clean setup and the other one being a dirty setup. Now with this dirty setup comes a, um, a sigmoid tray. 
and you can also use a rectal tray along with this um, if the surgeon does plans in doing um, more things but normally the sigmoid scope is a either it can come in two forms in a non-disposable form or in a disposable form now the non-disposable form has disposable parts to it okay and this is a scope that can be anywhere from three to four pieces that you would have to put that you would have to assemble in order for it to work and with this comes a like a hand it's like a hand air balloon that when it's full or when it's connected to the scope it pumps air okay so you want to always make sure that whatever parts you're dealing with the parts that are disposable you dispose of and the parts that are non-disposable you don't dispose of and if you are in doubt always ask okay it's not when in doubt throw it out because that's not gonna work for this part portion of it but if you ever are in doubt you always ask okay there's nothing wrong with asking so i wanted to cover that and so for the left side normally what that means is this is normally where the colostomy bags are placed or created um and so when it's we're dealing with the right side of the body normally for the right side um the patient most likely will be into pine okay now um Therefore, if the patient is supine, then you would just use your regular drapes. Now, going back to the draping portion of this case, there are actually two drapes you can do. Well, actually three drapes you can do um, for this type of case. The commonly used drape for this would be the laparotomy fenestrated drape. Okay. Um, the second commonly used drape that we can use for this drape in case you run out or you don't have it. Um, is the lap coli drape and the reason for that is because the the laparotomy the laparoscopy cholecystectomy drape has two pouches which can collect fluid in the pouch without having those fluids falling on your feet or the surgeon's feet or getting leaving a mess in the operating room so this is an, a second choice that um, doctors like to use and the third but not least um, other facilities do not carry the laparotomy drape and do not carry the um, laparoscopy drape. So they carry what we call a split bar sheet, which is a split U drape with a bar sheet. Okay. And the way you would line this up when you are preparing your cords and your drapes on your ring stand, whether it be a single ring stand or a double ring stand, would be in this order. So you would place in your bucket, you would place your suction tubing, your suction tips, your cautery, followed by your light handles. And then on top of this, you would then place the bar portion of that split sheet, or you would place whatever drape, whether it be the lap coli drape or the laparotomy drape. You would be placing those on top of the basin, followed by four towels and a staple gun if the surgeon requires it. If he doesn't like it, they can, second option would go to your, um, your penetrating towel clamps, okay? And you would put four of those up, followed by 
um, your surgeon's gowns and gloves. So it would be your gloves and then your gown followed by your gloves and your gown. Okay, that is the sequence in order so that when you get ready to pass those items off, you're actually already in order. Okay, now... Um, So we've already went through packs, we went through trays, and we went through supplies that you should have along with um, commonly used sutures. Okay, everything that I'm telling you doesn't mean it's going to be this way. It all is surgeon's preference. I'm just trying to give you a basic and fundamental of the things that I've used in my 15 years of surgical tech. Okay, so if you have any questions, please don't... Don't hesitate to reach out to me through anchor message boards or through Facebook. Um, my email that you can email me if you have any questions is sterilecoreprep.20 at gmail.com. Again, that email is sterilecoreprep.20 at gmail.com. Okay, I will definitely get back to you um, as soon as I can. Now for suture, I just want to go back real quick to sutures. Um, there are two brands that facilities are using. One is the Ethicon brand and the other is the Covidian brand. So I will be discussing a little bit more into depth of sutures um, and the conversion of them in a different episode. But if I hope that you find this video or this podcast very informative. And like I said, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything, please feel free to let me know. Okay. Again, I'm here to inspire, to educate, and to be your support so that you don't give up because we've all gone through this throughout our experiences, even as a student. Some students or some people have had bad experiences, but my motto is just to try to encourage always, okay? hello welcome to the refactory podcast this is michelle your host um and i was just wanted to continue uh reiterating um the different uh guns or stapling devices that we use when we do bowel resections and i just kind of wanted to briefly go over this really quick um, we have uh, several stapling devices that come in various sizes and various colors and colors do have different meanings but I'm just going to give you the very basics on this and um, here are the three stapling devices that are commonly used uh, which is the GIA. Now the GIA does come in a endoscopic uh, format or an open format. Um, we have an EEA stapling device and then we have a ta stapling devices now that we have there are three different types of anastomosis that do exist currently which is the side-to-side -side anastomosis the end-to-end -end anastomosis and the end-to-side anastomosis when you do bowel resections the commonly used stapling devices you'll be using is the gia and the ta and these two devices do come in different sizes. Um, they come in a 35, a 45, and a 60. I've seen longer. I've seen bigger. Um, and the, uh, the common colors for this is green, blue, and white. Um, for those that are really new to this, 
when we say white, the actual color of the packaging for the stabling devices, the reloads por portion of it, is actually white and red. Um, and that is known as a vascular load. Now, the blue load is known as a bowel load um, because of the thickness it contains. And I want to say it's a 3.5 linear stapling device, which is the most commonly used um, device for bowel resection. Now, if, if, the, if they're, you know, stapling through a more vascular uh, um, coat of the bowel, um, they will do a white load. But uh, normally for white loads, we do them more like when we do appendectomies or um, sometimes they even use them for gallbladders, but they're not many surgeons that I've worked with use them for gallbladders. But um, so, yeah, so these items are the items that you want to have on standby along with possible drains. And we have different drains that we also use, which is a 19 round Blake drain. Um, they use a 10 drain uh, Blake drain are, are also known as JP's. Which all it is is a Jackson Pratt, which is just the brand of the drain. Um, so we do carry round and flat drains. Uh, most commonly used in general is are the round round drains. Um, so when we're dealing with drains, you want to also have um, suture for your drains to hold the drains in place so that they don't slip out. So you want to make sure that these drains are actually on a cutter. Okay, they can either be on a on um, FS suture which is ethicon brand which is reverse cutting or a ps1 or 2 which is a cutter for covidian um, it can go from anywhere as a 2 or 3 silk or a 2 or 3 nylon uh, suture okay so that portion um, i will conclude that portion for it um, if you have any questions like i mentioned earlier um, don't hesitate to um message me on anchor or other social media platforms you guys have a wonderful blessed day goodbye